This week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast is proudly sponsored by On. On Track Night Series takes over the Zatapec 10 this December in Melbourne. On Track Night celebrates the running community. The shared passion, the competition and the camaraderie, it's all there. High energy affairs with loud crowds pushing athletes to greater heights. Join us as Lakeside Stadium comes to life on December 2nd. Visit ontracknights.com for more information. Welcome to episode number 310 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Oh boy, it's going to be a big episode. Uh, the world record for the marathon went down at Chicago last night, Australian time. Plenty to talk about there. Safana San also runs the second fastest marathon in femaleing history as well. Um, all the usual segments you come to expect. It's also Melbourne Marathon Race Week, so there'll be a few people getting excited about that. And um, yeah, we'll do all the other stuff that we do on this show every week. Welcome to my co-host, Bradley Croker up in Canberra. How are you? Good, thanks, Brady. That's good. To, good. Uh, good to be here. That's good. And my other co-host, Dan Anglesey, Julian Spence. How are you? Good. Feeling better. Better than last week. Yeah, you didn't run much last week though, did you? But you, so must, that sickness must have cooked you. Oh, it, I underestimated it big time. I was just running tonight thinking... I was really convincing myself that I was over it when I when I wasn't over it at all. Yeah, I feel like Monday last week you were like I'd been sick during the no we recorded on Tuesday because you were sick Monday. Yeah, but it felt like right. Tuesday night you were like yeah I'm, it's behind me now. Nah, it I have I had good patches, and then I had really bad patches, so it was a bit of a roller coaster. Like I'd I'd be thinking oh yeah I'm good to go and I'd go out and run for forty minutes and it would feel okay. And then that afternoon at like 4.30, I would just be absolutely zonked and have to go to bed. It, I don't know what sort of virus it was. It, it, it was probably COVID because everything sounds like a COVID-y type symptoms. And um, I guess it sounds like the flu as well, though. Hey, how are your Mondays off the back of the world record going down? You have people that you hadn't spoken to in a long time. They're like half into running, hitting you up, asking you what the go was. <laughs> I don't have any contact with people like that. Were you at work today? Was it big <laughs> nah, in the shop? No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, Mondays are my day off, and I'm extraly introverted at the moment. I'm, I'm like, I don't even want to run with people. Okay. I'm just in my own world for the moment. I'm Why not is sure. that, Moose? I don't know. Just don't feel the need to uh, to join others for running. I'm not getting very, like, active in message groups that kind of stuff i just because i've been feeling sick i've, I've been operating at like 30 percent of what i normally do i just have no energy for external mm-hmm. external stuff like i just do the what i like if i'm going to work then that's 30 percent of me done taken up and it'll be it'll be nothing else so there's nothing nothing sinister or or um or 
no, no sickness or anything like anymore, but I just don't really feel like I want to be around people at the moment. Do you think the combo of uh, sickness and obviously not really having run off the back of the marathon like the next month will be like a bit rough or you reckon you'll bounce back pretty quick? I'm hoping that that extra little down week is going to give me that a bit of a recover, an extra recovery that perhaps that I wasn't respecting enough. So I'm, I'm going to leapfrog probably a week of progression to get back into it and see how we go because the motivation stayed just as high as ever. And the body still feels fine. Like I've been doing strength work through the, the week. I've been sick and I, and I feel good when I run at the moment. My heart rate's quite low for what I was expecting, especially off the back of a virus. And it, everything feels pretty good. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about a slow rebuild. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test it slightly this week and see where we end up. How was your day, Croaks? Did you teach? Um, no, I, uh, I don't teach Mondays. I teach, uh, yeah, Tuesday, Thursdays, but we're often Noosa tomorrow. So I won't teach this week. Okay. I really want to just tell me some stories about how you had so many conversations today about the world marathon record going down, but nothing boys. No. And I didn't have anybody message me other than the group chat that we're in and the Mulligans flat track club group chat. They were the only uh, marathon chats today. really I had like people yep. I hadn't heard from from years messaging me people, no. people are asking me like is this like did he do this by himself is this unaided kind of thing everyone wants to know what's up with his eyes like I've got mates sending me screenshots of his eyes how they're so bloodshot like what's the go with this guy yeah no, Christian no, and Toby I, those blokes no. are tearing off in the in the road to Valencia group chat won a couple of slabs off those boys last night Moose now I can pay you back oh Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I'm just looking forward to talking to you two fellas about it because I feel like there'd be a lot of uh, people, I guess, their partners maybe not into as running as they are. Um, so they've got to listen to us every week to kind of hear hear the conversation around it. Well, I feel like you're a bit more up and about about last night's race than what Moose and I are. I just yeah. think no, I just think it's he just looks like he's sprinting the whole way, and yeah, it's like he's just. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into big detail about it. But Well, he's he's running, what, like 22Ks an hour? He's run 251 pace. He's run 68-second yeah. 400s. That's but my 5K surely, PB pace. But surely you woke up this morning and you weren't surprised by it. Like, I'm not surprised at all. Because you, you look at his debut and that was like super fast, really good, like, you know, pretty big negative split. And then you look at what he ran in London, London yeah. given, given the conditions and the course – and you're like, well, that guy can run way faster if it's not raining and he's at, you know, a Berlin or a Chicago or whatever. And so, yeah, like I, I half expected it. But I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, wasn't, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't pumped about it. I think the Kipchoge narrative as well, that Kipchoge is so, like, straight and, like, media presents him so well. And this guy's just like, no one knows who his coach is. He's 23 yeah. years old. We've seen him twice before, and he's just mm. done phenomenal stuff. He's got no other results other than the marathon. He just looks like they've chucked a wild like AI robot into these races, and they just push up, program him to 250 pace, and go do it. Well, I think as well, Kipchoge seemed to be that far ahead of everybody else that you're like, well, Kipchoge, Kipchoge's untouchable. And then to have a guy that, you know, Kipchoge's not going to get close to this guy, like moving forward because Kipchoge's if anything on the decline given his age and everything like that whereas this guy's on the up so <laughs> I can't see yeah. I can't see Kipchoge ever losing to this guy 
I can't either. Oh, sorry, I can't see Winning. this guy losing to Kipchoge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that negative split that he's run, th- this actually shows there's more in the tank. What he was doing at the end of the race and his demeanour, his energy levels as he crossed the line. Yeah. Like, and, and I read a quote today that he said he hasn't been in pain in any of his <laughs> three marathons yet. He hasn't experienced pain in the marathon. And he's ran 201 or faster. And he doesn't look like he is. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, they're just so unbelievable to watch. But I'm sure we'll get into it in detail later on. Um, Croaks, tell us about what your update is. Last time we spoke uh, to you, you are in Melbourne. VO2 yeah. te- max test, weren't you doing? Yeah, so I guess drove down on Monday. And then Monday afternoon, I went out for a run. I was, I was unsure whether I was going to run while I was down there. But I knew that I was unlikely to run Tuesday with having the procedure and probably Wednesday because of the the VO2 max test. So, um, yeah, we were staying pretty close to the hospital, which was right near Carlton Gardens. So I just basically just did some laps around there. did 40 minutes, um, 422s. I actually felt pretty good on this run. Uh, I had the super blast on, which which helps. And it's about a 2K loop. Um all on yeah concrete paths um so yeah that was that was that then tuesday had the procedure which we then spoke about on um tuesday night so that all went pretty well and then my um yeah max test was tuesday uh, was wednesday afternoon at like four o'clock so i went there they did like an ultrasound uh on my heart before the max test and then yeah did the max test and then as soon as i finished I was straight back onto the table for another ultrasound and that was actually almost harder than the max test because we're talking like 20 seconds from when I finished that to jumping on the table and they would say, breathe out, hold it. And as you could imagine, like if you're like fully just gasping for air and they're telling you to like hold your breath, it was, um, it was pretty difficult. But the positive was that, uh, like my heart rhythm was way better than it was when I was first diagnosed in um, in June. Uh, at the end of it, he's like, you know, this is this is chalk and cheese. And in terms of best case scenario, this was pretty much it. Uh, I think Andre was pretty surprised to actually see how good the heart rhythm was compared to June. He said, look, it's not it's not perfect. There was a couple of uh, incidents. Um, there was a couple of uh, beats right towards the end that weren't perfect. But if I had that test back in June, like they wouldn't, he wouldn't have raised too many sort of concerns or eyebrows. I don't think, um, that being said, it wasn't like, yep, you're, you know, good to go back and run 150 K a week. So it's a bit of a, uh, yeah, a gradual return, I suppose, to somewhat serious training. So I'm now on a, basically capped to 70k a week um he's okay for me to do some sessions but i just need to keep the intensity um yeah on the on the lower side so um yeah which takes me i guess to my next run for the week so i didn't run on the wednesday i didn't run on the thursday because we pretty much drove back all day i just couldn't be bothered going out after i got home so then i met the group friday morning did the warm-up wasn't sure whether I was going to do a session or not. They were just doing um, like a 25-minute tempo and a few 30-second reps afterwards. But I, I did decide to jump in with like the sort of 18-minute sort of 5K group. So I did a 25-minute tempo, um, yeah, average just under 350s for that, which like heart rate was, yeah, like 
re- relatively high. Perceived effort was quite low. Like I was able to talk the whole way through it. So that was 6.6K, 347s I averaged. Um, and then my next run was on Saturday. I just jumped on the treadmill, set it for 11.5K an hour, which was 513K pace. Did 45 minutes while watching a Welcome to Wrexham episode. Um, and then on Sunday, I went out and met uh, a few of the guys that I coach um, sort of towards the back end of their long run. And I did, uh, yeah, I was going to do an hour, but where we were on the loop, um, I ended up doing 70 minutes. Um, so 419s, uh, 16 and k So that was like my longest run since June, um, that 16K. So that was a week of 49K. So, um, yeah, so as I said, like basically capped at 70K a week now till around Christmas. Um, we're going to catch up in about a month just to review the loop recorder data. So they'll only get a notification down there if my heart rate goes over 195, which will indicate there's obviously something wrong because I can't can't get at that high training. Um, and then uh, when is it? Sometime in December, he's going to get me back down there for an MRI just to see like structurally whether there's been any change to the scarring and that sort of thing. And then I guess a combination of the MRI the loop recorder, if everything's still tracking really well come Christmas, then um, I might be able to do like a little bit more into the new year. So that's sort of where I'm at. And, and in terms of sessions, I'll I'll just join that that same group that I've been, um, that I, I ran with on Friday. So that sort of 18 minute 5K group, I'll just do my sessions with them. Um, yeah, so look, it's a good result. It's still, it's still a weird place to be in that like my personality is I'm generally either all in on something or all out and i feel like 70k a week with like low intensity it's like well i can't be all in on running at the moment um but i should be just thankful that i can you know do more than i was able to do in july august and september what about on the bike like can you like 70k a week you'd really get into the coaching with the group of guys and the stuff that's quicker just ride next to them that'd keep the heart rate low wouldn't it yeah, well, that's what I've been doing. I've been riding the bike okay. like while I couldn't run at all. But like, if you know, if I'm allowed to go and do some sessions, then I'll, I'll just do it with with the group. Um, Did you keep that yeah. tempo off Strava? No, it's on there. I'm only seeing it now. Rob Wilson got up- more kudos than you. I only uploaded everything uh, today from last week, pretty oh, much. Okay, yeah, that's why it is. Mm. So at one ninety five, they get alerted. They'll get an alert if it goes over one ninety five. Yeah, want to have a stressful day at work or be mowing the lawns in some hot weather or anything like that. Well, I can't hit one ninety five. What like, else? In, do you reckon training? his life boost that you might right. get over one ninety five? Want to turn it off after ten pm? I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on pause for a little bit. No, I think it needs to be over one ninety five for more than a few seconds, Moose. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just turn it on and off, can you? It's like inserted in you. No, you didn't get the joke, did you, Brady? I did get the joke, but I was I was also thinking, I'm like, mm, I don't think that's an option. Yeah, no, it's it's in there permanently, and I actually took the um I took the dressing off today for the first time, and it's like actually not much of a scar there. It's still quite tender, and I can feel like one edge of the device just sort of poking through my chest a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm hoping it gets to the point where I can actually push on it, and it's sort of not not painful. Okay, that's uh, that's where I'm at. Hmm. Heading in the right direction. You can yeah. win some fun runs and stuff running 340 pace. 70k a week, you'll get fit off that. Hmm. Uh, I, th- I think it'll actually be a nice little experiment. And I'm sort of now working out the best way to play around with that 70k um, because 
like obviously going I get more benefit by having one run a week that's slightly longer as a long run rather than just going and doing 10k every day so I'll probably like I don't think Andre will be happy with me running more than like 20k in a, in one go so I'll probably end up just capping it as my long run 20k and then have a couple of those sessions a week that you know around that uh, I guess you know if I'm doing a tempo it's sort of 345 to 350 um, with short warm-ups and cool-downs, maybe one 60-minute run throughout the week and then just one or two sort of 35-minute runs. That'll that'll probably be my weekly structure. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how fit I, I get off that. Mm. All right, Moose, what have you been doing? Yeah, I didn't do a lot. I was I was pretty sick this week. So I, I, I felt okay on Monday. I went and did a trail run, ran out in the bush, single track nearly the whole way. Uh, it's quite good, but mentally it drains you the single track because you're focusing on your step, on where your foot goes every single time. So you can get a bit fatigued from it. And also it's, it's up and down. So a lot of glute involvement. Get, get more tired than if you just went for a jog on the um, dirt roads. The next morning I did 25 minutes as just a... No, that wasn't the next morning. I had a day off. So Wednesday morning I just ran 25 to... Basically exercised the dog. Thought I would see how I was feeling. Wasn't feeling great. Uh, day after, 40 minutes. Went down on the golf course for a little bit. Um, just to... Uh, from my house, you can kind of go through the block below. And I can be on the golf course in about... I'm going to say like two to three minutes. Uh, and it's a pretty nice golf course. So I might do some easy runs down there when the light when it gets light earlier before they actually start playing they start early though don't they ah uh, not during the week groundskeepers they'd be on on there too yeah i know one of my cousins one of the top guys down there he um he doesn't care he's i asked him he goes we don't give a fuck like you're just jogging you're just jogging on grass they take they, they take like 50 to 100 carts over it every day mm. and we drive our ute on this like you, you're just having a jog. No one cares. So that was good, reassuring for anyone out there who wants to jog on golf courses and, and worried what the groundskeepers think. That's what they think. The I had a day off after that. I had a day off work too that day. I was pretty cooked, and then went into little athletics on Saturday morning at Geelong and um, worked with Jimmy. We sold some waffles and spikes there. It's a pretty interesting viewing little athletics when you're part of senior athletics and how different the vibe and mood is down there little athletics there's like 500 plus kids at geelong at the center there's about 10 different clubs there and it's just so much energy just for about five or six hours non-stop and then all these kids they go up to like under 16s or something um maybe even more now and then everyone goes and then the senior, the shield comes in and the mood changes pretty dramatically. The energy levels change. But it's you just wonder where they're all going, these kids. I remember saying this last year, exact same thing when I went down there, saw 500 kids doing track and field and then wondering where do they all end up? Do they go to team sport? Do they stop doing track and field altogether? Uh, do they go to different centres other than Geelong? I don't know. 
but there's definitely no real pathway between when they finish little A's and getting them into actual senior athletics. Does it look fun for the Moose, the little A's? Because I've heard like varying reports that sometimes they have to like just stand around a long time like before they get yeah. to compete, and you know that potentially will turn people off athletics after a while. It it looks more social than it does fun. It like it looks fun because you're hanging out with all your mates, but it, you don't do a lot there. Exactly what you said. You you'll line up for maybe 10, 15 minutes and do a long jump, and then go to the back of the line again and and wait. And so in between that, the kids just mess around with each other, and so it's more social. And then they'll go off and they'll do like 100 meters, and there'll be six of them across the lane and they'll they get one 100 meter sprint but it might be 10 minutes waiting for your turn and then after that you go into javelin and it might be like 45 minutes in between so there's a lot of downtime at these events it's not like playing a game of soccer yeah when you're playing full full whack for an hour or so yeah it's i'm not sure how they can do that better as well probably take away like the measuring stuff that seems to hold it up a lot like um, for the throwing and the jumping. Not sure whether you actually need that. I'm not sure whether they score or people win at these events, um, these like weekly things, or whether it's just like informal measuring, but you probably don't need to. You probably don't need to time either. Like time the races, it's not that important. You could probably get it done a lot quicker. Um, but that Arvo... I went for a run, um, went out in the bush, wasn't very hot. Like, I'm just going to have a quick squiz at the temperature that it, it clocked me at. 14 degrees, felt like 13. Um, and so I was just running along um, out in the single track and then look up and this big bastard of a snake just sitting on the path, sunning itself. And, oh, I just, I just shit myself and jumped off the path and, um, Stood there, t- stopped my watch, but look, got back to the heart rate screen and just watched my heart rate jump, like just just spike, um, even though I wasn't even moving because of how freaked out I was. And then it slithered away and like, oh, God, I just hate them so much. And I know they're part of nature, but I hate them. Like I, I'm so scared of them and they make me so creeped out and – Ugh. I'm with you, Moose. Sometimes I have bad dreams about them. Yeah, me too. One time I'm running and I go down. I'm in the middle of the bush and no one can find me. My kids I go bet, to school yeah. like 20 years later telling stories about how their dad died running in the bush one day. <laughs> I, had, I, I wake up all sweaty and like, stuff. Like a snake pit. Yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah. then there's more than one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that scares the shit out yeah. of me. And, oh, yeah, so I, uh, I, I hated the rest of this run. I got straight onto the road and ran straight home, and and now I won't go on single track for ages. I uh, I like this from Tim Gibson. Comment moose: snakes yeah. are not fish. <laughs> snakes are not fish, but you know what though? Snakes are more like a fish than a fucking penguin is. That's good from him. <laughs> Give him the winning competition prize. We only got you only got six likes so far. It's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> got to pump that up a bit. Um, next morning did a long run, so I went ninety minutes. Felt really good. Felt like 90 was probably the right amount. I went up Messmate Hill at the end, and it's just a, a nasty little kicker. Uh, like, 
don't know if you can see on the um, on the elevation profile, but you it's like a you climb for a while from the mm. river, and then you just get to this last wall of fucking mess, mate. And it, oh, you know, I, on Strava when it's like pretty much a vertical line, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's pretty steep. Yeah, it was. It, it, and th- and from then on, I'm like, oh, I didn't like that run anymore. But I was feeling good until that point. Um, and it was nice to get a long run in. I felt like a runner again. Felt like a bit of structure to the week. Finished Sunday on a 90. I didn't do much for the week. I think I only did. What did I do? 57.7. Yeah. So this week. Good week, Moose. This week, 100. Yeah, great week for me. Good oh, week. Man, Thanks, that's mate. a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Two in a row. <laughs> Killing it. Two good weeks in a row from you. Yeah. Nah, you're What's back, next, then? Sickness. What's next? Sickness, you got to um, you got to deal with the sickness. You're still recovering. Three weeks, that's all right. Get back into it now. Yeah, well, ninety minutes after three weeks, yeah. that'd be about right for me anyway. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I reckon ninety Dave, minutes. Dave, yep. every mile. What's that? Twenty-one days. Still got five days up your sleeve. Mm. Uh, twenty-one days. Day. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. So that whole. So you have a day recovery for every mile of race distance. So. Marathons, yeah, twenty six oh. miles. So you have, you mean, yeah, basically yeah. recover, recover for twenty six days. Day without a session, you mean? No, just like focusing on recovery for twenty six days. So do you mean you don't do a session? No, I'm just meaning like you don't have to be like fully clipped back into like full on training yet until that twenty six days is up. All right. I didn't make this up. Was it Dee Costello or Steve mm. Jones or someone like that? That was I've, their son, I've heard it. it. Yeah, I've heard it from a few people. Montague, I reckon it was an American that. thing. I reckon it's an American thing. Maybe your mate Dixon even. Mm, I was thinking more like Frank Short or, mm. or um, I don't know. We'll have to go back on that. Rogers but maybe. Get into Brady's DMs and let him know. Yeah. Got a few DMs to talk about this week actually. Do that at the end of the show. Tell me about my week, fellas. I had a good week. Around 152K. Monday, 14K at 444 pace. Um, Tuesday did three by 10 minutes at 317 average off two minutes slow jog between. Did you guys get hit by the big storm on Tuesday? Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it really humid and stuff in the morning? Like the big black clouds rolling in? Mm, Not really. No. Yeah. Okay. This was like weird. It was like 22 degrees or 20 degrees at like 7am when I did this. And then I think it dropped to like 15 degrees at 1pm. Um, so I just kind of backed off the pace a bit. It just felt hot and humid, and I just don't need to be doing anything that quick at the moment. I just need to be stringing some good weeks together. So, yeah, 3.17s felt like about threshold, and that's what I hit. Um, In the afternoon, it was pelting down rain, but I did get out for half an hour, uh, 7K, 4.31s. Kind of enjoyed it. You know when it's just hammering down that much, it's just like you're certain that cars are driving past thinking, what is this guy doing out here running? But you just embrace it. Just get out there. Skin's waterproof. Um, you just get drenched after the first 200 metres and then you're just all good. Just enjoy it. No headphones in. Just have fun. Real Goggins, real Goggins type yeah, stuff. Yeah, real Goggins. Kind of like the Goggins of a Chukamalama, I reckon. Um, yeah, it was just good. Wednesday, 60 minutes at 4.39 before work. And then Thursday, did a bit of like steady pace stuff. 20K at 3.56. I just go around this like 2K loop 10 times, just don't think. It's just like, it's just this nice little loop that's got a few bends in it and just, yeah, just tick it off. 
Why do you um, why do you do that for twenty k? Well, I used to do it when it was super dark and it's pretty well lit up, just around like this housing estate. And then I'm just like, oh yeah, I just know that loops. I started a bit in the dark, and then I was planning to get off the uh, off the road and then the trails. But I'm like, no, nah, I'll just keep doing loops around here. You know, when you just don't have to think, it's just a good thing. Mm, you could do 10k out, 10k back, and not have to think as yeah, well. Yeah, I could. I do a lot of running from home croak, so I kind of. Yeah, this is the only day I do this kind of little loop. But what you've driven out somewhere to do two k loop? <laughs> no, no, I do it from home. Like, oh. so I do a lot of stuff in one direction and then come back. Whereas this one's just a different loop. I got around home. Um, I put is the it heart... concrete asphalt. Yeah, I just ran on the road. Yeah, asphalt. Um, I put the heart rate on for a few workouts this week as well, actually, and I was surprised. I think that was maybe like one forty average, which I thought it might have been a bit higher than that. Because it was, I thought it was kind of getting into that junk zone, but it's probably still easier running. No hills, of course, like it's flat. Um, so that was good. On that afternoon after school, I did 8K at 4.33s. It's a pretty big day, 28K in a day of work. Um, Friday, did some hill reps. Did 10 by one minute up the bridge. Took a bit to get going in the morning, but um, and the hill, hill's not huge, but I feel like it's doing the job. Um, I quite enjoy that as well because... You're not looking at pace. You just run as hard as you can for one minute and jog back down. Almost get to be boring jogging back down the minute because it takes you longer than a minute to get down. Mm. And you feel like for 10 minutes worth of work, you're out there for, I don't know, 25, 27 minutes, whatever it took me to get that workout done. Um, in the afternoon. Minutes a long time going up, isn't it? It's not like... a massive hill moose, to be honest. Like it's, yeah. I, I think it would be a real long time if you were doing it on a hard hill. Let me just click on see how much elevation gain I was getting. Um, this could get embarrassing when I read this number out. Eight, eight meters over eight meters, nine meters over three hundred and twenty meters. So it's about what two and a half, two and a half percent. Oh goodness! Is that good? <laughs> this no. is all I've got to work with you. I always, I always work on at least you want at least four percent. Oh, that's pretty good then, Crokes. I'm pretty <laughs> close then. <laughs> Yeah, you're about you're just under half what you would not like at least. And, yeah, and four four percent is normally the minimum for me. Like that's the hill you can still like run pretty well up, like pretty good form. You go and... for a minute on four percent. Yeah, or like fifteen second ones. No, no, minute four percent. Actually, I saw that hill that you did a workout or you did hill reps on up at um, what was that place I was in? A couple Bradley. Oh yeah, that was a decent hill for hill reps. Um, yeah, like I was hitting three minute K pace up this hill. So it wasn't slowing me down too much. Anyway, yeah. Um, that was yeah Friday morning. Then Friday, Arvo got out for a jog after work. Just seven k, four forty ones. Saturday did sixteen k in the morning, seven k in the afternoon. Just ran to the local um, footy oval and just done laps around that. It's just in beautiful condition. Same thing. Just like a k there, jog around there for twenty minutes. K home. Just a beautiful way to just get some soft. Soft laps in. Quite enjoyed that. Um, Sunday, met up with Archie. We did 15K, and then there was a fun run on in town. So the one where they raced the paddle steamer, which Archie was having a crack at. So we did like 15K, like four-minute K pace, I'm going to say. And then um, changed in, put pinned the bibs on, changed into the um, the racing flats. And then, yeah, he was having a crack, whereas I was just happy to jog. So I think he ran about 32 minutes. I ran about 37 minutes. Um, and then a few K afterwards to get 29 K for the morning at 358 average. Why didn't you race him? 
because I've just got got that going, and he would have absolutely smoked me. Um, Thirty-two minutes. What? How far is it? Ten k. It's pretty twisty and turny though. I actually ran like twenty nine oh six or something the other day though at the Grand Prix. No, the Run Prix, <laughs> not the Grand Prix. The Run Prix. Um, yeah, no, I just want to string some good weeks together. I just want to get a month of like no sexy workouts, but just like 140, 150k, just to get some consistency behind me. So I definitely didn't want to race him. Um, and like one you went of those, to the ballot then. Hey, you went to the ballot, Osaka. Closes the 15th. I got on my list of things to do tomorrow morning, actually. Yeah. So I just want to do the training to be able to do the training. So, yes. have you no got, races planned? Have you got anything to suggest for me for November? Anything? I've been thinking, I've been looking up stuff. Big 5K champs. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not great in spikes. And i got that little accuser. Oh, fuck's sake. I've got, no, like, so hear my defense. Thursday night, traveling three hours, don't have a track to train on. Like, I think it's more risk than reward. What's um? What's the Echuca Park run record at at the moment? And who holds it? Me and Paddy Stowe both, uh, both have got it, 14.52. There you go. Have it on your own. You reckon? Would be good. I haven't haven't broken 15 minutes this year, which would be the first year in probably 10, 12 years that I haven't run under 15 minutes for the year. So it could be on to something there, Crokes. This is real um, good for the ego too for him, Crokes. He's loving this suggestion. Especially (laughs) after getting smoked by Archie yesterday by five minutes. Someone said to me at the finish line, I said, oh, bad luck, but at least you're finished. I said, geez, that's rough. Just, just Do you know what I love? Do you know what I love, Moose? Is like we get Brady all hyped up for this Achuka Park Run record. He gets it, and then Archie goes out the next week and takes it back. Yeah, uh, Archie's going to do it next to him and just beat him. <laughs> yeah, true. Hard course to run. Yeah, I reckon maybe Croaks, that could be the thing. I'm not sure if that's going to get me out the door for the next three weeks to uh, get some consistent, consistent training done, though. I'll find something. Yeah. Well, it's not that far. You hey. get fit before you get fit. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But you know, just a little like little milestone goal there. Just a little uh, one. Just no. I'll have a look. I'll have a look for you, Brady. I'll see what I can find on a on a maybe there's those um running calendar websites. Yeah, there's one down your way, Moose, Geelong. The In November. One. Is it run Geelong or something? Oh, no one does that, mate. Yeah, I saw that on the calendar. Right up right up Brady's alley as well, Moose. Didn't Alley win it last year? <laughs> good fundraiser, but yeah, Ali did as her first run back from having a baby. Didn't Matty Gunther win it? Did he? Yeah, he probably did. Uh, him or Hardy? Yeah. Those two boys did it. Both lining up at Melbourne next year, next week. Both how many weeks? No one does it. So how many weeks is it till Osaka from now? How many weeks? Uh, 19. So 19, okay. Nine, uh, yeah, 20 or not, 19, 20. Okay, still have plenty of time then. That's so long. So, yeah, long. so long. So, yeah, well, we don't, don't know, even do anything stupid now, you and I, Moose. You remember um, last year we put that 10K on with all the 5K yeah, yeah. seated races? Yeah, give me something like that. Yeah, January, it's looking maybe January 6th, we're throwing dates out. That's looking like it's a pretty strong one. Oh, yeah. Saturday that'll, night? That'll be into the marathon block then, though, won't it? It'll be right at the start of it. Because Osaka's not until late Feb, is it? Yeah, 26 like or something like that, yeah. It'll be probably one week in. But you can do a 10K on the track there, and that could work well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Anyway, let's talk about some um, Patreon supporters who support the show every week to keep it coming out for the 310th edition of it. Croaks, who are you thanking? Uh, I've got Richard Homburg. Uh, Richard lives in Ferntree Gully in Victoria. Lovely place. Have you, you guys run down there? Not yeah, a lot. Once only. Once. Yeah, I've only done it once too, Moose. Yeah. I've, I've never done it. It's one thing I'll have to tick off the... Take off the bucket list before I start running. Who did you um, do it got... with, Moose? Sorry to get off track here. Oh, I ran with my mate, Chris White. We didn't do the normal loops. We did like a trail running loop. We were getting ready for an event. Oh, yeah. we... He took me on some pretty steep shit. I did it with Ben Toomey. Oh, yeah? He knew his, yeah, he knew his tracks. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Tell us more That's... about Richard. All right. So Richard's 5K PB is 20.02, which was done at the Frog Hollow Park Run. His best 10K came during this year's Run Melbourne Half, where he ran 95 minutes for the half, that is. Uh, looks like he's planning on running Melbourne Marathon, but he has been dealing with a few injuries um, based on his Strava. He's a principal consultant at Smarter Logic. It's a niche IT consultancy company and does contract work as an OMS. So OMS stands for Order Management System. Um, yeah, so he works as an OMS solution architect for City Power and Power Core. So sounds like a pretty important job. Thanks for your support, Richard, and uh, all the best for Melbourne if you get to the start line. Mm, all the best, Richard. Yep, good on you, Richard. Who you got, Moose? Um, I've got Will Corbett. Will is from Ballarat. He has a best parkrun time of 17.59 at the Ballarat parkrun. And I reckon he is an assistant to the manager, uh, which is his business that he works at rsm australia which is an accounting firm down in ballarat the actual manager of his is his fiance carla so she's his boss that's an interesting dynamic down there oh this is the guy that's got heaps of cash well they both have a lot of cash but if you if you put it together then you're going to get you're going to get bulk amounts of wealth and and they've got it uh so he's got it, just got his ACL done for the second time because the first one didn't work. So that's uh, unfortunate. Goes to Chris, like Rad Jim. Remember Rad Jim? Mm, yeah, yeah. Speaks to the show. He goes three times a day. Does he? That's crazy, isn't it? You're going to have, you're going to get like a good six pack or something going three times a day. Um, really bad white line fever. That's why he. He runs now instead of footy. He must have got on too many fights. Um, Makes also, sense about his ACL now as well, given uh, footy player. Yeah, yeah. Runners don't really <laughs> struggle with that. <laughs> Loses stuff all the time. Left their luggage at the airport at, at Gold Coast Marathon. Left his wallet at home that same trip. Spends like an hour every day updating his. <laughs> this is coming from his fiance. Spends like an hour every day updating this stupid spreadsheet that he tracks every one of his bets on and bets on everything <laughs> so a uh, little bit of an insight into the the life of will corbett successful gambler well he's wealthy yeah if he's got don't, a spreadsheet must be doing something right don't really know yeah don't really know it's pretty funny because he's he's obviously a footy player so he 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 comes back. I remember he would train with Carla a bit and he would take off from her a few times and then he got his knee done and then she used to towel him up a bunch. Um, so there's a bit of rivalry going on in that household. 
Yeah, right. I'm going to thank um, Josh McKenzie from Burley Heads in Queensland. Pretty quick, 16.28 at the Kira Park Run, 35.21 at this year's Noosa 10K, and 77 minutes at the Sunshine Coast Half Marathon. Operates on about 110K a week going by Strava. It's a nice-looking Strava graph too, isn't it, Croaks? Pretty mm. consistent trainer. Yep. Up there. Very good. Um, you know which one he is in this picture, the left or the right? I reckon he's the one on the left. Both good-looking roosters. Him well, and his other it... guy at Melbourne Marathon Festival last year. Yeah, I know. Right with the ladies. Exactly. You know who he is, Moose? Yeah, let me have a quick squeeze. Is he, is he guy, does he got heaps of tattoos or no tattoos? I reckon this is... Uh... I reckon he's the guy with no tats, Brady, because if you look at his um, no if you look tats. at his profile picture, then there's oh, yeah. no tats on his yeah. arm there. The guy with tats ain't running 1628. <laughs> no tats. But he does look <laughs> cool. It's great radio. It's just body shaming this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good-looking rooster, Josh. Yeah. Could do some modelling, I reckon. All right, Let's, you got anything more to add there about Josh Moose? How do you know? Oh, I don't. I don't really know him. I just uh, he he cuts a few laps with um, this other footy player that, that I run with down here, Jordan, and um, and he's oh, yeah, I Curtis. think he's actually quite a bit better runner than Jordan, um, and that doesn't sit well with Keras. So yeah, he's he's often ranted a few times, Jordan, on runs to me about this bloke being better than him. Not happy about the it. Rovedale Tigers. Footy club. Oh, yeah. That's on his Strava as well. What are you doing with your mic there, Moose? Yeah, just want to set me down a bit, Moose. Getting a bit excited about uh, Josh's profile picture here. Is it, is it, is it blurry or fuzzy? No, you oh, just keep just... hitting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well. Getting too excited, mate. Just settle down a bit. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters over there on patreon.com forward slash inside running podcast. If you would uh, like to keep the show alive, you can support us for as little as $5 a month. If you want early release, bonus content, there's tiers for that as well. I don't know what's happened to our um, making a marathon a series, Moose. Haven't heard much oh. about that since we promoted I think you got fired before you even got the Christian job. Christian wasn't a big fan of that whole um, that whole concept we came up with. So it looks like we'll be coming up with a new concept. But I've got a few ideas. I've got a few fellas. I just remembered the other day they were uh, also running Valencia. So I oh. might be able to put something together there. Or, I reckon we get a. I reckon we get a long range Osaka show going because there is like I know like fifteen people doing Osaka. Who you got? Throw some names. Oh no! I said fifteen, and then I thought, okay, I don't actually. I can't name fifteen. But there's like a lot that I know that I can't. I haven't is confirmed. Is Ali doing it? Is a lottery system? Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Ali she doesn't doesn't quite know yet. But then there's um, you, mm-hmm. there's me. I think there is a couple of females that I'm coaching that are doing it. Um, there's a couple from our training group that have signed up for it. I can do a 15-week so series, you reckon? I've got, well, one, I got one going into the lottery as well. Hang on. If you've got a PB, you automatically get picked out, don't you? It's no, not, I didn't say that. It's not a lottery if you've got a fast time. No, they said it will be a lottery if the number of entries exceed their capacity. It's got 40,000 entries. Yeah, I know, but it, it, they, they divvy it up into certain batches. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Brady, what, um, what level are these Valencia athletes at that you're referring to? Uh, 214, 220. But the 220 guy should be going way quicker than 220. 
and Will at Valencia. Chuck those two fellas in with Chris O. According to who is he going quicker than 220? Wow, he's broken 14. Maybe for 5K. Well, is this the guy you coach? No, I don't coach him. No, you know him. I'll tell you off air. Anyway, I, I love how we come up with these ideas every week when we start talking about Patreon content and then don't don't follow through like last week. But Patreon supporters, what I'm trying to say here is we will have some kind of bonus content for you coming up and it will be good. This week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast is proudly sponsored by On. On Track Night Series takes over the Zatapec 10 this December in Melbourne. On believes running is a community sport and that together we can achieve more. Just look at OAC. They race alone but they run for each other. Individually, they're strong, but as a team, they're taking the world by storm. They're proving that community is key to performance. On Track Night celebrates the running community. On has handpicked events around the world that embody this ethos. The shared passion, the competition, and the camaraderie, it's all there. These aren't your standard races. They're high-energy affairs with loud crowds pushing athletes to greater heights. They're rooted in their local community and always bringing something new to the table. They have their own unique local flavour, but they all champion their community. So join us as Lakeside Stadium comes to life on December 2nd. Visit ontracknights.com for more information. Um, runner news, boys. Let's go to Chicago. Calvin the King kicked him. Kipped him. He, uh, he ran two hours and 35 seconds, which is a new world record. His splits were 60-48 for the first half and then 59-47 for the second half. To put that into perspective, that's uh, quicker than Brett Robinson's Australian half marathon record. Split 13.51 from 30k to 35k. He just looks like, I said at the start of the show, looks like he is just sprinting the whole way. And he just makes everyone else look slow around him. Had paces, I think, to around halfway. And then there was another, was it Mateo, I think his name was. He was making his debut, who was there as well. But he ended up. DNFing, or he finished outside the top 10. I didn't see his name in the results in the top 10. Uh, Benson Kipruto, the defending champion, was second in 204.02. And Basha Abdi, the uh, uh, Sapporo Tokyo Olympic marathon medalist, was third in 204.32. Chatted about it briefly already, boys, but let's go deep into it. What'd you think? We kind of said what you thought when you woke up this morning, Croaks, but you know, give us 12 hours later. Has your opinion changed at all? Uh, not really. Like I, I felt like he was better than Kipchoge, like based on his few, like his last two marathons. So I half expected it to happen, especially given like the thing about Chicago. I think the, the course is fast, but a lot of it comes down to the weather. Like it can either get really windy there. Um, does it? Oh, when was it? Like in the two thousand, like I don't know, ten, fifteen years ago, it was like super hot there. So it's a bit like Melbourne, where it can sort of throw up, you know, really tricky conditions weather-wise. But by all by all accounts, it was like perfect. Um, you mentioned there around like thirteen fifty-one. I, th- I think also between thirty and forty k, it was like a twenty-seven high ten k, um, which is just just crazy. Um, and he also I, I saw an interview that he knew he was going to break the world record after five k to five k. He didn't even like there was one pacer. The, the footage I saw, he wasn't even running behind the pacer. He was just next to it, and the pacer was like trying to like say like get behind me, I can do this job. Mm-hmm. Like so, when you look at because the pacer dropped relatively early. Like let's compare it to Ineos one fifty nine. Like the support that Kipchoge had with the how teams. early Brady? 
uh, I think it was 20K, wasn't it, Croaks? 20, 25? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I I'll, didn't see it. I'll so look it up. Systems run that entire second half solo. I reckon, yeah. I reckon there was one other guy. Let me um, get some data here while we're talking about it. But, yeah, it was from a long way out. He was solo. and um, It's got to be worth 35 seconds running yeah. on your own. Oh, yeah. And... The point I'm trying to make is when he did have the paces, he was running next to him, not behind him. Like they were waving him to, to yeah, to go back. Um, so yeah, I just compare it to the Ineos 159 thing, and you're just mm. like, oh, what could he do under those conditions if he's, you know, 35 seconds off that at Chicago solo? Um, yeah, what did you, you think, know, Bruce? What are your th- you- feelings been throughout the day? Just before that, do you know what's also fascinating? He's run three marathons now. He's negative splitted all of them, like yeah. which indicates, one, he knows how to run a marathon, but two, he probably just hasn't gone to the well. Like he, he's always held back a little bit, which on this show we always talk about like that's the best way to run it. But, you know, you'd have to think that if he even splits a marathon, he's going to go under two. It's hard for him to, it's hard for him to do that because there's no pace. <laughs> Like, you're going to have to get someone go an hour yeah. uh, to run an hour half marathon, which is most most guys, like, PB half shape, like, you, not just a, a pacing job. Um, and, and will we ever see that? And this is – you're going to have to get a few runners that can handle that in the same race to be able to see that happen. And I'm not sure we ever would with the way that the majors are set up like they are with with big paychecks going to each big dog otherwise you're just going to be solo like like this has happened uh and if anyone says brady you you should look at this and get rid of your bank the time um way of running that's not my theory it's always been your theory it's been your go since the very beginning it's why you're a joke but it's not (laughs) this is a classic example again of okay well this is how you run, run world records uh, but I reckon a minute, a minute at, at this type of pace with like full solo second half, um, it, it is he's running within his within himself here. The way that he looks at the end, this is like it's just like watching a guy down at the track bust out like the, will be a last rep hero, mm. and and feel good and celebrate and. Yeah, it's it's not it's like you're not looking at someone who's run a marathon. Like mm. most people, you've, you're looking at like Safana Sun. You knew she'd run a marathon. She she was buckled. She's blown up a bit. She crossed the line. Amazing time. She ran two thirteen forty four, second fastest time ever. But she had encountered the marathon yesterday, whereas he hasn't encountered the marathon yet. It was like a Sefer though at Berlin. Like, her pacer looked cooked. The lady in second looked cooked. But she still looked amazing. But these, it was also like Kip Chogi. guys and girls are, yeah, doing it. Kip, yeah. Like, Kip Chogi at his best. Like, we said the same thing, you know, every time he broke the world record, he'd run through the finish line, go and hug Patrick Sang, and look like he could go and do another half marathon. Or even the Ineos Sub 2 Challenge. Like, he finished that full of running. And, mm. like, those guys, yeah, it's... it's Incredible that they're running that fast, but show no signs of fatigue. Pacer was still there at 15K, but was out by 20K, according to Dave Monty on Twitter. So at 20K, there was still Kiptum and Matikio. Matikio, I think, DNF'd. 
So he's ran and the last 22k solo. I I saw a little bit of stuff today around his training. Someone said, like someone maybe said that he runs before London. He ran 300k for three weeks. Like he hit the 300k <laughs> per week mark. Hmm. Um, and that he runs 25k in the morning, 16k in the Arvo. Like that's his daily double. Like he's obviously a high mileage beast. I haven't seen anything intricate about his training, like actual training sessions or a um, training diary. And we don't know too much about his group, do we? This is the first time he's mentioned a coach. I think in yeah, yeah one of the pre-race interviews, because previously he said he's been self-coached, but he did drop a name. But it's not, I, the, it's not the normal Kenyan groups that you hear about. Yeah, so where is he in a different town or is he just in a different group in the same town? Oh, I don't know enough, I'm sorry. Yeah, not sure. I think he trains at the same track as, as Kipchoge because I did see a YouTube clip where they were both training at the same track. Obviously not training together, but at the same track. Mm, interesting. That, wouldn't that be crazy going down to the track and just... <laughs> oh, how do you reckon it's gone group. down? I've been, I've been yeah. refreshing Kipchoge's Instagram all day waiting for a... a I don't know, some kind of do you reckon he gets on there and congratulates him? I don't know. Yeah. It's gotta it's gotta hurt it's gotta hurt Kipchoge, surely. Like, you know, you've got everybody like praising you as like the greatest guy ever. And then you've got this guy come out and just do it like seems like effortlessly. But kept him three <laughs> times now at three of the top five or six, I think. He's got more in the top five than Kipchoge does. Mm. Do we see him step down and like have a crack at smashing the half marathon world record? No. Nah. Because his PB over the half is 58.42, according to uh, World Athletics. Not enough money. You see him do two marathons a year for the next six years. Mm. Who's his agent? Or does it say it on his IWF profile? Usually it does. We'll have a look. Yeah, have a look. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I did read somewhere that his training partner is like 40 years old, ran 204 or something, maybe. Yep. Chicago as well yesterday. No, there's nothing on his World Athletics profile about coach Agents. or uh, agent. Yeah. Well, he's obviously getting someone. Someone's looking after him to get him into these races. Well, now he like because we did get a um, inbox about it. Like, I guess because they've kind of dodged each other. Like, and the 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 inbox kind of spoke about surely now he can get a start at. Um, Valencia and Berlin and things like that, and being the world record holder, that will definitely carry weight now. So you reckon it's harder for him to get into Valencia than it is Chicago? Well, he ran Valencia last year, but I think, well, you know this business behind it all as well. Christian be good to talk about it. Like they don't want to put too many big dogs in the same race, so then they don't have the money for it too, and they can win each other. They can win different races. That's all speculation, though. Like, none of that's really been confirmed other than, like, Christian Mate, saying that. Christian says his fact on this show. I'm sure now he could get into whatever race he wants. Yeah, now uh, he can. Yeah, it's going to be more about, you know, <laughs> Kipchoge just deciding not to do the events that Kipton's going to. You can't oh. tell me that, like, if he wanted to run Berlin and Kipchoge was signed on to Berlin that they would have let him race. 
And I think he would have got knocked back from Berlin because they've spent their money on Kipchoge and wanted it to be the Kipchoge show. So that's why, that's why it's ended up at Berlin, uh, at Chicago. You reckon there's a clause in Kipchoge's um, contracts that say they get to they get to choose the field? Um, like Kipchoge's manager get has to okay other uh, elites in the field? Uh, yeah. Mm. I think there'd be some kind of, yeah, agreement there. That's why uh, Olympics will be interesting because there won't be any of those sort of clauses. And Kipchoge well, yeah, you reckon... wants to get it, doesn't he? You reckon Kipton's a big a big nationalist, like will run for the country? Oh, I think well, personally, I think you I, I think you'll have to. Because to go down as one of the greats of the sport, I think you need to do more than just have a fast time. I think you need to win a race where you've got the best guys there. And but that's, we, we don't know this bloke though. We don't know what drives him. This guy um, could just love fucking money and yeah. not give a shit about Kenya. Well, I'm sure well, he's. I'm sure he's got enough money now. Like he, he wouldn't need. Any, like he wouldn't need any more money. But surely, and no for him, one's got enough money. No one has enough money. You can't tell me like that. This guy, he's he's the fastest guy in the world. Wouldn't want to go and win an Olympic gold medal. Surely, guy, like, come on. Like yeah, you'd yeah, have to. I, yeah. I I know. Like that's how you would think that he would think, and and most competitive people would want to be recognised on that stage but not everyone's the the same though Mm. like this bloke's come out of nowhere he hasn't gone through a pathway where they drill that into you he's 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 getting his pockets lined by these races the glory's in it in the winds Mm. in the middle of the city i think if anything kipchoge is the one that won't want to run the olympics next year now because that could potentially like just tarnish uh yeah like his record you know like he he Kipchoge's almost better off going out now. You know, two-time Olympic gold medalist, former world record holder. Can't see it. I reckon Kipchoge loves it. I reckon he loves the limelight. He's just a, he's a fiend for it. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll be there at the Olympics too. Both Nike he's... as well. Both Kenyan. Yeah. Jeez, what a team. Imagine those two just running off the front. <laughs> Well, Paris think, going to be pretty warm. Yeah, Kipchoge has proven yeah. himself in the heat. He has, yeah. and it's hilly too. Um, so yeah. we don't know. We don't know what Kipton's like over the hills. He hasn't a, run a hasn't run a hilly marathon. Needs a strong cross country season. Well, I reckon if he's doing three hundred k a week, he'd be getting some hills in. <laughs> Especially where he lives, they're all fucking good at hills. Those blokes. Yeah, but then Kipchoge like was no good in Boston. Yeah, and he's kind of given up that I'm going to win all marathon majors idea, hasn't he? But not we ain't winning Chicago. We've kept him. He, he's, he's not winning Chicago. Any, I think he oh, won okay. it. He won it early in his career, Chicago. Yeah, all right. He's got to get New York and Boston. You're going to have to get a good clause in the contract for them. Which maybe he does play that narrative that I'm going to bypass the Olympics to focus on the Berlin and Boston double next year, uh, the New York and Boston double next year. Well, Kipchoge does. Yeah. Oh, see, but I reckon people would see straight through that because I'm pretty sure he's said in the past that he's he's keen for Paris. Mm. And so now to change that is, you know, that's just screams, all right, I'm, I'm dodging Kipton. And you're actually not dodging anyone because the race is in August and that's, Still, what is it, the first week of November, New York? Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's that, those guys aren't they like the Olympians are going to run New York if they want to. Yeah. Okay. Watch this space. Let's go to the women's race. Safan Hassan, two thirteen forty four. This is off the back of her world championships forty five days ago, where she tripled fifteen five k ten k, and now she's running a marathon in two thirteen forty four. Um, bit of a blow up, 65.48 into 67.56. She was behind Ruth Cheptonetich by about 10 seconds at one stage, but then pulled her back in. She ran 2.15.37. And Magatu Alamu, she ran 2.17.09 for third. Um, were you expecting this from Hassan? Given what she's done over the track, I feel like seeing her run 2.13.44 was more in the line than seeing a Saffa run 2.11 high two weeks ago. Agreed. Mm. Yeah, look, I think the time she was always capable of running this, especially given, you know, this is only her second marathon and what she run 2.15 um, in London. 2.17 which... or 18, I think oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah okay. Tactical, though. The, the thing that surprised me here is, you know, world championships weren't that long ago. And so during this whole prep, was she focusing on the track or training for the marathon and just, you know, going into the track races in marathon training? Um, or was, or is it a case of the shoes now, maybe like in the past, it's like you had to run massive miles to be a good marathoner because of just the impact of your legs. Whereas now I feel like, Maybe some runners can get away with without having to do as many miles as they used to. So, I, I would be. I'm just fascinated to know what her training was like over the last ten weeks. Whether it was marathon focused or more track focused, or a bit of a bit of both, which is hard to do both. She's got to be athlete of the year, doesn't she? She won London, won Chicago, second fastest time ever, plus all the medals she picked up at um the World Champs. I don't know. Name a better female <laughs> athlete, runner. Keep no. going. I mean, yeah, did she? Did she run a world record? That's probably the thing. Did she win gold at the world champs? No, she missed the gold. So no gold, no world record. Where's your? Uh, nah, you got to give it a nah. slab nah. on it. <laughs> and um, the awards. Sege, she won. Keep your world, on. She won world championship gold and broke a world record. Segai? Nah, she's not in the conversation, Crooks. Why? Nah, not. She's she did the same as she did the same as uh, Kippy Agon, didn't she? Yeah. Well, world this... records and world championship. World gold. championship gold. What'd she win? Ten k. Oh, did she? Yeah, and then she broke the five k world record yeah, a few weeks the later. Yeah, fell over. Remember, with like ten minutes oh, to go. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm thinking. I thought you. Yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, my bad. Um, yeah. Okay. What about Kippy Agon? Kippy Agon's fucking unbe. She unbeaten. literally got beaten last week. <laughs> yeah, she got beaten on the road. Yeah, unbeaten except for one insignificant race no one gives a shit about. <laughs> the World Road Racing Championships. Yeah, the race it, no one cares about. Insignificant race. No one cared about that. It's a Come World on. Championship, mate. You know, no, but I'm saying no one cared about that. Yeah. The thing you can the thing you can count on with Hassan is that she will have a good race. Like, you know, she she's very consistent in everything she does, even when she's tripling at a major championship. She's yeah. very good at all, very good at all of them, even under fatigue. Free, real freakish talent, like just it, it just the kind of per, like the kind of person who rock up to local footy and not train at all through 
preseason and have 40 kicks and take two hangers and a goal yeah. banana from 50. That's mm. the kind of runner she is. Kicking him from the boundary. Yeah, and, and, and it's just like nonchalant. No one even... It doesn't even look like a um, footballer. Yeah. That's who she reminds me of. There's one guy in particular. I'm like, oh, that's that's them. They're the, they've got the the real talent. Who, they can do AFL anything player? they want. No, no, not yeah. AFL. But in the AFL, I'd be thinking someone like um, Gary Ablett, senior. Yeah, <laughs> throwback. Um, that's Chicago Marathon. Do we want to talk about what's the go? Like, obviously, people are throwing around it. This is unbelievable. It's got to be assisted by drugs. I uh, haven't heard too much shoe stuff, Moose, I guess, because he did it in a Alpha Fly 3, which we saw Kipchoge in a bit. He was also in that at Berlin the other week. Um, so where are we at with that conversation? What, what, do you, what, what, what conversation? Like, the shoe conversation. Well, I feel like there's been less shoe stuff going on privately and more drug stuff. We've kept them. And we um, can cut this out to go out on iTunes on Wednesday, Spotify. The, there's got the, to be question marks. The, the shoe doing conversation it this played out. We, yeah, well, they're, they're, the fact is he's shown up out of nowhere and, and the times that he's run are just, they're insane. They are insane. He's run a 201. Because this time last year we hadn't heard of him. And a high and a mid two two hour marathon. That's from December last year. In ten yeah. months, he's gone from yeah. no one's heard of him to the world record holder, making it look easy. And we don't know anything about him. And he's coming from a country where they've had what four hundred drug um, like bans over the past five years or something. It's it it. That's why it, if if it came from a country where there was very few doping cases and there wasn't just a proven culture within that sort of training area that there was doping going on then there would be less questions i think yeah i also got a feeling that in a way the super shoes haven't been very good for drugs in sport because i feel like everybody now has just gone oh they're running faster because of the drug because of the shoes and so it, countries where they don't test that often, it's like, okay, well, maybe we can push the limits a little bit more because if we come out and run something like spectacular, we can basically, people will just think it's the shoes, not the drugs. Whereas before, when the shoes weren't as advanced as they are now and somebody came out and ran, ran something like this, then it's like, well, something's not quite right. So I, feel, I don't know whether the, yeah, the shoes have maybe just masked the, the drugs a little bit more and I feel like it's sort of becoming a bit more rife in the sport again. Mm. That's just my theory. There's, there seems to be, yeah. It, the performance in all, like a lot of endurance sports have been going crazy. Even in the tour, like the cycling communities looking at the numbers being punched out and the times that these athletes are going up the, the major climbs. And it, it's, it's ridiculous how fast they're going, more faster than the entire doped era. And we know they were the doped era. The positives were there, the stories, the confessions. And the bikes aren't that good. Like, they haven't changed the bikes that much. And they're going up faster than they used to, way faster. Mm-hmm. So there's a very, like, there's a lot of question marks around cycling. And I think if you've got, like, the same sort of, uh, doctors, managers around that would be sort of floating in and out of both, then you're going to see it in running too. Yeah. 
the thing that always has like baffled me with the elites is like they're already at the pinnacle of the sport and how much they can improve from one race to another like what you put out like put us in the same conversation as Hassan here and like if you've run like a you know say Brady you you come out and run a 218 to go from a 218 to a 213 like you know you know how hard that would be to do Hmm. and she's already at the top of you know already at the top level of the sport and then can just come out and take another four minutes off their time I, I find that really fascinating you often see it same with like you know track runners that are in that you know maybe 13 30 range and then they come out and take 30 seconds off it and run 13 minutes you're like fuck 30 seconds over 5k like that is so hard to do for just a punter let alone somebody at the top of the <laughs> top end of the sport mm. Oh, yeah, I don't know. What would the um, – do you guys have any medical explanation for his eyes being so bloodshot? Because <laughs> people – that's the first thing people are sending me today. They're like, mate, this, let's go with this guy. Look at his eyes. Yeah, I haven't seen eyes that red since, like, Terminator movie came out. Michael <laughs> Jordan had the bloodshot eyes in that Last Dance documentary, didn't he, Moose? You're a basketball guy. Isn't that when he was, like, sick? Was that the, the game he was sick and he – like he um the flu, the flu game. game yeah is that that's the just, game you're referring to no i'm just in the documentary like at his age now oh yeah he looked, yeah uh, isn't that a size it was yellow eyes they was were like uh, might have been some liver issues or something it definitely didn't look healthy you're right okay i got that the yellow different red. color it's like pop, pop pop blood vessels in the eye so just pushed himself that hard well no he didn't because he felt no pain true didn't get hard at all. <laughs> so this is just like provisional suspensions, right? Suspend just um, pr- prior to final decision. This is just what I've got from Kenya since um, I think it's like 2022 or something. So we've got Titus Ekaru, Lawrence Tirono, Purity Changwani, Michael Njenga, Ibrahim Wachira, James Wangari. Um, Nicholas Kozembai, Ronex Kipruto, Charles oh, Kamau. Yeah. Ronex, he went down, didn't he? Rogers Quemoy. These are the ones that haven't, like, these are still just, um, they're just the provisionals. Yeah. So, global list of in, ineligible persons. Let me just pull that up. Because we often, like, it. it's not. It's not picking on the country when the facts are there. Yeah, like we can't sit back and celebrate this and just be like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. Never thought I'd see someone run two hours and 35 seconds without taking in every other bit of information we've got, which is there are X amount of positives that have come out of this country the last however many years. Mm. Which is probably why, like, none of us wake up in the morning and get super excited about it. Whereas I reckon back in the day, and maybe maybe it's just I was younger and like you know a real fan of the sport. Um, but you know if a world record went down, you'd be like, oh man, that was that was amazing. Whereas now it's just like you know if if I wake up next week and some some females run two oh nine thirty, like I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, like <laughs> would like you know it just it just wouldn't surprise me anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's all interesting. I'll... Just the one serving bands at the moment, it looks like there's like three pages worth um, and they're all the long-distance athletes from Kenya. 
do you know, like, so you know when Ali is in the testing protocol with Asada, what does that look like for their level athletes in Kenya? Yeah, see, I don't know. Yeah. Because isn't it, though, like, if you're in the World Marathon Major system as well, the, like, that organisation also has you on a testing protocol? I don't know if that organisation has their own... Um has their own anti-doping team. I don't think they do. Uh, I think that they would use um, as, or, the national like bodies of AIU. Yeah, the AIU, which, which then probably used the um, individual countries anti-doping. Mm. But yeah, it's, I think that one of the issues over there is, is, is locating a lot of them yeah access um, and then the the corruption that's involved there as well because i was um i was reading des linden's book today you read that no, no. I haven't. it's really good actually i was listening to it as an audiobook on spotify do you know how spotify is now giving you access to the audiobooks did you know um, that the last couple of days anyway no i didn't didn't I was, know that either yeah, i was listening to that and she was saying how she had more faith in competing yeah, like a Boston, because they would do their due diligence on who they could invite to race, compared to the Olympics or the World Championships. Wasn't yeah. the Boston? Wasn't the second place at Boston yeah. Yeah. just got done? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, remember, was it the Com Games this year that one of the Kenyans couldn't compete because they hadn't been tested enough in yeah. the period before? So there's obviously something in place that to compete at a World Championships, Com Games, Olympics. You have to have been tested a certain amount of time. Um, so, that, yeah, there's obviously something there in place. Mm. Yeah, but as you said, Moose, like the, the corruption potentially is like an issue over there. So they could be tested, but, um, yeah, whether the results are truly reflected, yeah. who knows. We'll never know, probably. Perth Marathon, let's go local, Crocs. This happened. Big prize money over there at Perth as well. Yeah, we got some. When did you find out about the prize money? It was like a day or two before the race. Yeah, I reckon it was Wednesday or Thursday. We got a DM. I was about to fly over there. It, it was, was ten thousand. So it was ten thousand for winning the marathon, five thousand per second, and then I think for the half it was like five thousand for first. So yeah, pretty good prize money. Uh, in the marathon, Samuel Ekutan uh, from Kenya got the win in two hours twenty and twenty seconds. Dean Menzies was second in 229.19 and James O'Neill third in 230.06. In the women's, Janet Komen, uh, also from Kenya, I believe, ran 243.14. Lauren French was second, 248.29. And Jackie Kellerman was third in 256.03. Any comments? Nah, a good, good to see Dean back up. Not sure where Samuel, if he's living over there, and Janet Komen. Um, Didn't you say that they flew a few Africans in for it? No, that wasn't me. That wasn't across oh, okay. my desk. Or someone. But that would make sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess, like, you'd be mad not to back up, like, you know, five grand, I think, Dean got for a 229. Mm. Not, yeah. not bad money. Um, half marathon, this was interesting. Matt Ramston, I'm guessing this was probably his half marathon debut, maybe. Um, he won in 64.11, Luke Burrows was second in 66.12, and Matt Smith third in 67 flat. In the women's, Kate Baker, she got the win in 79.23, Astrid Roberts second in 80.06, and Jules Bennett was third in 83.08. It's the same um, 
course that Jess ran 2.24 on last year? Good question. I'm not sure because I there's a yeah. I feel like I've got a changed. feeling it's a diff. I've got a feeling it's a different one. It's, yeah, I, I think this is put on. I think this is a completely different event, Moose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Perth yeah. Marathon? No, it'd have to be so. the same event, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know. You were thinking like the city to surf that they have there? They used when... to have a marathon for that. They did have a yeah marathon for that. I thought this one. I thought the one that Jess did was put on by like. Uh, Western Australian athlete, like road runners or something. Right, yeah, I thought it was that, but I might have a look. If you go through the 10k results, Brady, I'll have a look at Jess's um profile to see when she actually, like, what time of the year she actually ran that. I guess it would have been would have been around now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because it was um because she was going to do Gold Coast and got injured and then reloaded for this. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, um, Dan Canal on the 10k. Haven't heard that name for a while. Thirty forty six. Nicholas John Arland. He's uh, he's a long-time Patreon supporter here, and he's in a he was living in um, in Norway, and he's in a Norwegian band, um, which is a fun fact for you. He was second, thirty-three oh nine, moved over to Australia, now living in Perth. Then he picked up what was the prize money for second in the ten k croaks? Uh, picked I up a bit of cash for Nicholas. I'll tell you that link, that second link, has it there. It his partner Heidi there, I reckon, was um. Yeah, she's often she's a fact check fact checker for all the shit that um Christian says uh-huh. that isn't true about thousand bucks. Facts. Thousand, thousand bucks. bucks second. How good's that? And then uh Finian Emmett was third in thirty three twenty nine. Nira Jareb got the win in the women's thirty five forty nine. Karen Bellaney was second in thirty five fifty eight, and Debbie Donald was third in thirty six oh nine. So some mm. big results over there in WA. Yeah, seventeenth of October. 2021, Jess ran 225. Yeah, it would have to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Listen to question, Croaks. All right. Got a a good list at the moment. But, you know, on topic of uh, Kipchoge and Kiptum, a question came in from BT Demers on Instagram. And when I dug a little bit deeper, it's Brandon Demers. And he actually proposed to his, well, I guess, fiance at the time at the finish line of the Boston Marathon. So, it was they were, it was at night and they were packing up the finish finish area. Um, fun little fact there. Anyway, Brandon's question is: Will Kipchoge win in Paris? Will he medal? Will Athletics Kenya name him in the team? Bit of a prediction thing here, fellas. Look into your crystal balls. I don't think he wins in Paris. Don't think so. It just depends. To me, it depends if Kenya look after him or not. Remember they made him do that one at the um, the airport to qualify for Tokyo. Yeah, show of fitness or whatever. Do you reckon they made him do that? Yep. That was a good launch for their shoe, though. Uh, Don't know about he's, that. Um, he's got to make the team. What yeah. Did, what did he run the other day? 202. Unless he opts not to run mm. to protect his legacy. I think if he runs, he'll medal. So that's the second part of the question. I I think oh, if Kipton doesn't run the Olympics and Kipchoge does, I think he can win it. But if Kipton's there, he won't. I don't think he wins. I I think it'll be slow, and and I think he'll get outdusted by pace uh, towards the end. 
and I think it's too hilly for him to go early and make everyone hurt. And we've seen that he hasn't been great on the hills, like you said before about Boston Croaks. So and the, heat, and the heat potentially as well. Yeah, he's been good in the heat though. Mm, he's been good true. there, Rio, and then at um, Sapporo. So, but I'm going to say they name him in the team, but he doesn't win a medal. Ooh. No, okay. you're you're not even giving him a medal. No, I'm not. Okay. I reckon I reckon by that state, I reckon the way this race goes, I reckon it doesn't suit him. Yeah, and the problem is a year's a long time in distance running. Who knows how many other Kenyans are going to come mm. out of the woodwork between now and then, or As Ethiopians. Said, we didn't even know Kipton was this time last year. Yeah. Uh, what are your predictions then, Brady? Um, yeah, they pick him in the team. He gets bronze. Bronze? Bronze, yeah. That's my prediction. Uh, yeah. Like, the fascinating thing for me is will he want to? Will he line up on a start line with Kipton? And I've got mm. a feeling that if Kipton wants to run the Olympics, then Kipchoge may just find some reason not to do the Olympics. Like, oh, my hammy's a bit sore in the lead up and I'll just not run it. Just do you reckon Kipchoge would pull hours, that? How he I responds? Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's real. He's our champion. Well, yeah. and But wouldn't you prefer to him? Like, the problem is, though, if he goes there and gets absolutely towed up, is he still your champion sort of thing? Whereas if he stops now, then you go, all right, well, he doesn't have the world record, but he was he's bloody dominant. And you sort of remember all the good good parts, whereas I feel like if he goes and gets absolutely towered up, then, you know, it's not as good for his for his legacy. Did only just run 2-2 two, two, two last week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've written him off. <laughs> But I know, but I feel like he's on the decline and Kipton's on the up, just hey, in terms Kip- of how long they've been running and, you know. You never know where Kipton is in 12 months, though. He might, be, be, par- he might be partying, yeah. buys a farm, never see him again. But yeah. Sammy Wanjiro about him, you reckon? Maybe. Could Put it this way, this, this rivalry has got me up and about for the Olympic marathon next oh, yeah. year. It's so good and for the sport. I'll, I'll be very disappointed if that head-to-head doesn't happen. At the Olympics. Well, it might happen in London beforehand. Kipton's oh, returning champ, so they'll want him there. I'd actually prefer if their showdown was at the Olympics. I reckon that would be awesome. That would be better than just at a major. Yeah. From a, from a spectacle. Yeah. Yep. And it'd be on a course, too, that has challenges, which is even better. Yeah, and you're tracking people that you're barracking for as well at the same time. The Australians back in the field. Potentially. All right. Moose on the loose, purchase of the week. Mm. Um, I, well, I saw this come up the other day, actually. A few few little links to it, but Tracksmith, the brand, they announced through social media that they were going to have a Boston Marathon qualifying singlet. And, and the only way... And then it would be given to those that um, qualify for the Boston Marathon. So you can wear it on the day. And the Boston Marathon, the only way you can sort of qualify is through, uh, it's like time-based. So um, you have to be a certain percentage. I I don't know what the percentage is, but um, for instance, a 35-year-old male probably has to run, what, like 255 now? Something like that to get in. Yeah, it's where um, it gets messy because you have to run like five minutes quicker than the times now, don't you? Well, they take, like, say there's 
5,000 spots for the 30 to 40-year-old yeah. male or whatever. I'll take the fastest 5,000. They won't just like randomly. As if you get under the qualifier, you don't a shorter spot. The people but, more under the qualifier get the first spots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of how it should be, really. So it's 305 for 35 to 39 men. Yeah, 305. But that so would be people like, like me and you taking spots if we wanted to do Boston. Yeah, yeah, we'd be in the same boat. So we would, we've got the same qualifying time. Yep. Which is Krogs, fair. you got but... 310 for your age group. Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they kind of crassly, they put out a, a post and it was maybe, it wasn't worded brilliantly, but the amount of hate mail they got over this from the community that uh, kind of accused them of being elitist and, and they're not valuing their customers who, who don't run the Boston qualifier time, so aren't eligible, and, and that they're prioritizing or um, they're pedestaling the faster runner over the slower runner. Uh, it, it just was crazy how offended people got about this. Like crazy. I went back through and had a look at the comments, and it is savage. Like It's been deleted uh, since, though, hasn't it? Did you see it before they pulled it down? Yeah, I did see it. I saw a couple of um, – I, I had a quick scroll through and then I was going to look at it later, but now I can't see it anymore. So it's being pulled down. But why can't we celebrate people achieving something? Like the whole race is set up for that. Like you get in the race, you you can get in, but the slower runner can't get in. So why aren't they attacking Boston Marathon for this? It like was what? The, the wording of it was what they really stuck. Like, cause didn't they quote the old race director, director who's had some controversy over the years with his sexist comments? Like, wasn't yeah, that the I opening statement? That. I've got a screenshot of it. Someone said it was something me. about it's a. This is a running race, not a, not a jogging oh, event, not or a something jogging. Like that. jogging event or something. Yeah, but you think more of the outrage was about the singlets? Yeah. Well, um. Well, it seemed like it was probably a bit of both. Okay. But. I also thought, like, why are we getting so outraged so often about this sort of stuff? Like, this is, we are in the age of participation medals right here. We can't celebrate, like, someone's achievement to get a Boston qualifier, and they can't, like, celebrate that as well by offering something for those people that achieved that. Ah, crazy. And if you, like, you didn't get the qualifier, why the fuck would you want to single it anyway? But there's other events moves out there in the world that celebrate, you know, performances. Like, for example, comrades. So if you finish in the top 10, you get a particular medal. If you finish under six hours or whatever it is, you get a a different medal. If you're between seven hours and eight hours, you get another type of medal. It's the same sort of it's the same sort of mentality that, you know, you get something based on your achievement or, or how fast you've run. And if you're too slow. They are human walling the finish line and kicking you away, basically. Like, you are not going near that finish line. You, you don't deserve that finish line at that, at that time of the day. You're too slow for that race. Come back next year. Mm. That, and, and they are unashamedly, like, super rigid and strict about it. It's great watching it on YouTube. But even, like, the so Lake Biwa, when we were over there, like, admittedly like that is like it's an elite marathon where you've had to have run sub 230 i think to get a start but it was something crazy like you had to go through halfway in under 
like it was actually faster than sub 230 marathon pace otherwise they yeah kick you off the course it was like 73 or 74 minutes or something yeah what well, yeah it's it's bullshit too because if you ran if you plan to run even you got pulled off yeah it, Yep. Yeah, and all these other blokes blowing up massively are allowed to stay out there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, people know, people don't complain about that. Like, it's just part and parcel of you're not fast enough for the requirements of that event. So we're, we're kicking you off the course. Yeah. How are they yeah. policing it? Like, did you have to show your entry to buy the singlet? I'm not sure. It's kind of I a don't... business. Don't you just want to sell as many singlets as you can? Um. They still have other singlets you can buy though. This is just for, this singlet. is just for the Boston oh, to wear on race day. Yeah. Okay. What about people who have hit the time but didn't get accepted? Got any sympathy for them because they have a singlet? Um, I don't. This is semantics. <laughs> this is full semantics. Like, this is just going into bat for Tracksmith here. I yeah. know, and I never thought that I would, because like. It's it's not a it's not the kind of like the running culture that I associate with, but I like what they did with this, and I they got bashed over bashed. Maybe why they, they why'd they pull it down then? They must have got something wrong. Well, they got the apology coming out a couple of days later saying, "Oh, we were insensitive. We didn't think properly." I'm like that was marketing. That was people worried worried about the bottom line. We apologise for our post on Monday. Our intention was to celebrate those who qualify for the Boston Marathon, but our approach and the words we chose to amplify missed the mark. We regret that the message offended many in our community, especially those who put in the miles every day towards the myriad of running goals and who are just as committed as those who will race Boston in April. Mm. It goes on to say other stuff. In other words, we're worried about our uh, share price if we um, mm. if we don't no, apologise. Tracksmith wouldn't be listed, would they? I don't know. You, you know what I'm getting at, though. Yeah, yeah. I know you're getting that. They got ripped in these comments as well. People going they're getting, hard. They get, they're getting ripped by a lot of influencers that probably don't have Boston qualifying times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good moves on the loose. We'll put that in the show notes if you want to see it. Uh, what's coming up, boys? This is where I've got some whispers of the week coming. Melbourne Marathon Festival. Oh, Put let's it... do whispers. No, yeah. no. Let's go to whispers right now. Yeah, that's what we're We've got to start writing that shit in. I want to hear yeah. it. Um, put in a request for fields today. Did not get them. I'm not sure why they're keeping them so quiet. It's Monday night. The race is this Sunday. Would love to see some fields so you can build some hype. But um, unfortunately, I don't have that. But what I do have is two names that have crossed my desk between the week between um, now, since last week, I'm trying to say here, thanks to all the people that wrote into my DMs over the week, a big name. Uh, remember Millie Clark, boys? Mm-hmm. Yep. 2016 Olympian, hearing that she's going to race Melbourne on the weekend. Hasn't done much outside of Tassie since COVID, pretty much. All her race results have been down there. Other than Paris Marathon, she ran that last year in 241. But she did win Melbourne in the uh, December edition back in 2021 when she ran 226. Haven't seen a result from her from a long time, so keep an eye out that uh, Millie Clark may be on the start line Sunday morning in Melbourne. Um, the other one as well, and this is also unconfirmed, but Liam Adams, three Can weeks up. Three wine a second. Hey, yeah. See, Millie Clark ran 2.26 at Melbourne. 2.26, yeah, at Melbourne in December 2021. You were on the bike that day, handed me drinks. Shit, that's fast. 2.26 high, I reckon it was. I'll, yeah. I'll bring it up. Wow, that, 
You do forget about how fast she is, don't you? She ran two. She was second at the Gold Coast in two thousand and nineteen when she ran two twenty eight. Yeah, 2.26.59. Damn. Well, there we go. That, yeah, that's fast. It's pretty good weather that day. Remember, Sinead ran 2.25 on terrible weather day. Yeah, but 2.26. 2.26, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. You might see her at the pointy end if this room is true. And, um, yeah, Liam Adams was the second bit, three weeks after um, Berlin Marathon. So that's a short turnaround, but I guess Melbourne's his hometown. Was entered last year, but then he um, pulled out very late for political reasons, I guess you'd call it. Um, and if my sources are right, keep an eye on what he's wearing. We might be seeing a ditch of the trader yellow singlet. I just saw a photo of him at Parkrun the other week, wearing some half tights and a bit of a different coloured singlet. I don't know, there could be a sponsorship, maybe a mm. sign, sign, sign up there. Do you guys know anything about that? No, but it makes sense. I guess, you know, Rarely like... wears half tights. Liam's a guy that does pull up pretty well from marathons. Like, it's 20000 um, bucks first prize. Yeah, well, that would fund his next overseas training camp before his next, you know, big marathon. I would love to confirm all these things, but as I said, <laughs> I put in a request for some uh, start lists and they haven't come through. Um, so I'm not sure if my message didn't get seen or anything, but that, that's all I've got this week. You what, boys, um, you boys what got brand of what brand of apparel was he wearing uh, at Parkrun? Couldn't Brady? zoom in that close. Couldn't zoom in. He's not a Lululemon boy. Well, not that I know of. Oh. But yeah. One in, one out. I reckon. There. <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of, but hey, it wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Lululemon do make the best half tights in the business, so maybe that's why he was do. he was wearing those. So yeah, not 100 percent sure. You got any other whispers yourself, fellas? Uh, no, just um. Seen the weather forecast? Perfect, isn't it, for Melbourne? Well, it's temperature wise. Temperature wise, looks great. It's like a top of sixteen. I think it's nine to sixteen. Uh, touch of ninety percent chance of rain now. So it's actually just changed. Just showers increasing. Winds northwest to southwesterly, twenty to thirty k. Oh. Coming southwesterly, fifteen to twenty five k later. So. Uh, that has changed since I looked this morning. <laughs> that is that's no on the, good. That's on the bomb, yeah, and it's Google, zero to seven mils. Google weather's got at 13k an hour winds at 8am. All right. Starts the at seven, is, doesn't it? The, start the bomb is so shit. Those guys, how do those fucking people keep a job? Like, I was on my app, it said raining. That's what the app said, and I was on my deck, and it was sunny, and I couldn't see a cloud. And this one says, <coughs> and me. I thought... In any other industry in the world, this person would be fired on the spot for being that bad at their job. Windy.com's the best one, but it doesn't give you, like, it doesn't have Sunday up yet, but you can check by, like, every hour. And actually, Temp- yeah. Yeah. Temperature-wise is awesome because it's actually quite warm uh, the other days, but, yeah, like, 9 to 16, like, that's perfect temperature. Let's just hope the, the rain stays away and the... It's oh, not windy. The, the rain's are right. You just don't want it windy yeah. on that course. Yeah. Northwest, too. That's going to be blowing them down. No. Yeah, it's tough on the way yeah. home. Nah, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Northwest. Good luck to all Ooh. our listeners if you're doing Melbourne this week. Don't know. Do you reckon they're being left behind a bit with the, the Sydney hype? From uh, Maybe from an elite, sub-elite point of view. I think, obviously, it's a sellout. And there's a lot of people there. But I haven't, like, usually I get heaps of names across my desk and they well, build, Sid- up, build up the fields a bit. Like, I shouldn't have to do names in a, in a whispers segment. Sydney marketing was on point. Like, those guys, 
were in the news in the lead up. There was articles every day. Um, we were seeing like they had podcasts associated with it. It was it was huge their marketing around Sydney. We've never seen before. Nothing will really compare with that. Hmm. Reese Edwards will be there. I'm guessing on the start line of Melbourne. Reese Edwards, Ryan Gregson, um, Liam Adams. That's going to be a top a top three trifecta for you, Croaks. Well, no Africans. Uh, well, that's I've only heard rumours that there's no Africans this year. Gemma okay. Maney, Millie Clark are the two number one and two seeds in the half, from what I've heard. In the women's. In the marathon, you mean? In the, yeah, sorry, in the women's yeah. marathon. I know Zach Faccioni's doing the 10K because we interviewed him last week, but yeah, no idea about half. And I'd say mm. Jack would be doing something, wouldn't he? Melbourne, Nike event. Decent yeah, cash. Know. Yeah. Cash. Um, we'll wait and see. Hopefully by the time this goes out of the public, at least on Wednesday, there's some fields released. All right, boys, we're done. What are you doing between now and next week, Moose? Are you going to Melbourne? I think I'll go up there. You've got to go up, don't you? Melbourne Marathon. Gee, I don't like the sound of that window. You're handing out Maybe. drinks or anything? Uh, no, there's an elite drinks table this year. So I probably could jump in. I'll see who gets access to the table and who doesn't. I might hand a drink out here or there. But Bree's running the half, I think. So I'll be up there. I might have. I should go watch Bree for a bit. So I might just base myself around Albert Park, I reckon. Could be windy there. Yeah. Croaks, what are you doing? I'm off to Noosa, Noosa tomorrow. That's right. Back Saturday. Not bad. Were you just life. on school holidays? Are you yep. on a wedding, remember? Going to a wedding. Thursday wedding. And then a few days at the beach, either side. Sounds mm. nice. Work on your tan. Get some Ks in. Get your 70K up. Oh, I'm only going to run, I reckon, twice up there. Ah, do more than that. It's not great. It's not great running up there. A few I'll, beers. Uh, yeah, I'll have a few beers. Couple yeah, of not great running. You're right about that. So I'll run here in the morning before we fly up, and I'll run here Saturday afternoon when I get home. <laughs> I hope your flight doesn't get cancelled like last time you tried to go. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> nah, you just expect it to these days, mate. All right, listeners, we're done. See you next week, boys. Do it all again. See ya. Have a good week. Special thanks to On for sponsoring this episode of the Inside Running Podcast. On Track Night series takes over the Zatapec 10 this December in Melbourne. On Track Night celebrates the running community. The shared passion, the competition and the camaraderie, it's all there. High energy affairs with loud crowds pushing athletes to greater heights. Join us as Lakeside Stadium comes to life on December 2nd. Visit ontracknights.com for more information. Doesn't matter.